Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Friends in Sherwood. <laughs> Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Joined also by the man, better known as Coach Matt Zimmerman. Thanks to our friends at the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Matt, I hope that you had a great Christmas. Rick and I have yeah. already exchanged our pleasantries. Yeah. So we hope and pray that you had a wonderful Christmas and looking forward to a new year. Yep, absolutely. Good for you, Randy. I'm glad you introduced Pat Bradley today. You introduced him <laughs> after introducing Matt yesterday. <laughs> well, you know, I, it's kind of hard when I've got on my screen Z. It's holiday season. So I, it's all I, messed yeah, up. It's, uh, yes, right. I am definitely that's messed right. up, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so how about you, Matt? You, you haven't had much to do here in the last week or so, have you? It's been so nice. You know, the foundation even gave us a little time off, Rick. Yeah. And so we uh, worked all last week, but this week I've been off and uh, no basketball games. So I left Saturday um, and went home to St. Vincent to where my parents are at and got to see all my siblings and nephews and nieces and a lot of cousins and a lot of folks, so it was good. And I came back on Wednesday, and it was it was nice to, to be away. It was nice to be around family. So, uh, but it's cold in Northwest Arkansas it now. Is. It's cold and rainy today, and saw the first snowflakes. They weren't they didn't yeah. last long, but saw some flurries. So, first flurries of this uh, winter. I was hesitant to mention that with Randy talking about what the frozen, the tundra, frozen tundra, tundra of right, northwest we Arkansas. Have, we did have some snowflakes. Didn't last long, but we yeah. had some. Yeah, sure did. We did. Yeah, we did. You know, Rick, when you start getting into SEC play, you start getting some of that. You start getting some of that weather. We've had a lot of basketball games over the years where it's been a little, little snowy or ice or a lot of snow, whatever. So. Uh, you know, we, we do get it up here, and that, that tells you that it's SEC basketball time. Maybe so, but, but better not skip to the SEC yet because UNC Wilmington is really good. This is a tough test for Arkansas. Yeah, it's one of the better teams we've played in the non-conference. Um, you know, they, they've got good depth. They score pretty pretty well. They've got a lot of athletes kind of watching some of their stuff, and I DVR'd their Kentucky game, and in that game, they, they looked more athletic than Kentucky. But, you know, when you look through their stuff, Rick, and I was looking at their stats yesterday, and some of their numbers on offense are so good. And then I got to studying a little bit more, and I was like, oh, okay, well, this is why these numbers are incredible. They scored 119 on Montreal College, which is in North Carolina. That's the NAI school. And then they hung another 116 on Columbia International out of Columbia, South Carolina. And then they played the University of Mount Olive and put 105 on them. I was like, that's why their offensive stats are incredible. But they, Matt, they are a good Matt, team. You're not starting to overlook them already and say, Arkansas has got so much better players, they're just no. going to cream them. Better be careful no. because this is a definitely a potential loss. It could be. And, and, and for Arkansas, I think the thing coming out of Christmas, you just don't know sometimes, Rick. You know, like the game before Christmas sometimes can be a little st- shaky yeah. and it was for us yeah we end up winning by 10 you know but we're behind the abilene christian have to make a have to play a great second half to beat them wilmington is one of the better non-conference teams we've played and they they do have a good basketball team but it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens i'm just talking about their stats when you look at their stats all their scoring all their 
assist numbers, their percentages, the amount of shots they've hit. You're like, wow, this team is – and they are good. But they, they do have the benefit of some games that, you know, that felt their stats. But they're good. You go into Rupp Arena and beat Kentucky, you, you got a good basketball team. Exactly. Now, Matt, talking with Coach Richardson yesterday, yeah. we learned something about you that I, I apologize. I didn't know that you were such a pure shooter, a gunner, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you can ball, according to uh, Coach Richardson. <laughs> well, I appreciate him saying that. I try to make him feel bad because when I first went to Barnhill Arena, in the fall of 86, when I first got on campus, it was to be a walk-on. That was my dream. And they let me stick around and hang out till back then everything started October 15th. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't make the team. And so it was, matter of fact, it was Mike, Mike Anderson and Scott Edgar were the ones that broke the news to me, like on October the 14th, that, hey, we're, you know, we'd like you to be a manager. And I didn't want to do that. My feelings were hurt. I said, well, I'll just, I'll go somewhere else. <clears throat> but, I'm glad I stayed and worked for Coach Richardson. It, it taught me a lot of things. But that, I could shoot. I was just too – I couldn't get it off in the city. That, that was my problem. <laughs> Randy. I could shoot the ball. But you're talking about some of the great players that were there at that time. I, I couldn't get it off in the city. Like, I couldn't remember playing pickup games. And most of the time, they wouldn't even guard me that hard because they knew they didn't have to. But I remember Keith – it was game point one time in a pickup game in Barnhill. And Keith Wilson was on me. And you talk about not even being able to get a shot off. I, I could barely dribble against Keith Wilson, you know, and even even Allie Freeman was there that fall, and Allie was this physical, strong guard, you know, and I, yeah, I was smart enough to realize, hey, I was a little, I was upset at first <laughs> not making the team, but I, but I get it, I get it. <laughs> well, there was a young man by the name of James Washington. This was at uh, Little Rock McClellan High School. Coach Bobby yeah. Reese was my, was my head coach. And I, I, this was going into my junior year. I knew I had a chance to be the starting point guard until James Washington showed up. And yeah. I, I made the quick decision then that I, I already set the bench. You, know, you played JV games or sophomore right. games, whatever it was. I really didn't want to go through all the work and, and see no action. And yeah. uh, so I chose to devote my full-time activities at that time to baseball, which is what yeah. I did. But yeah. uh, it didn't take me, Matt. I think it took me every bit of three seconds because <laughs> I was I was like when Keith Wilson was guarding you. I mean, yeah. I, I I couldn't even, I couldn't even breathe. I'm like, wait right. a minute, come on, yeah. give me a chance to breathe. You know, I'm yeah. not going to hurt you from 40 feet out, but it didn't matter. <laughs> you know, I, he 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 wasn't going to yeah. give me a inch. And uh, he probably never missed me after that again, but nevertheless, <laughs> I just knew that... He made uh, an impression on you, though. You made oh, he made an impression on me. I can I still know. remember that to this day. And yeah. uh, I had I had zero chance. So uh, I was uh, I was happy to move on and get out of Coach Reese's hair. Um, <laughs> listening to a little bit of, of Coach Must today... It, it sounds like once again, Matt. This is all about Arkansas. I mean, he's concerned about Wilmington. Don't misunderstand yeah. me. But he said we've been able to go through two a days. We've been able to get back to a lot of the fundamentals. We think we've cleaned a lot of things up. What do you think he's cleaned up specifically? <clears throat> well, if they've cleaned a lot up, and they have been practicing, and they came back the twenty fifth. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and I know they've had. You know, two practices of 26, two practices of the 27th. Now we're on the 28th. So they've got in a lot of practices, which is good. I know they always going to do a ton of drills. They're going to do so much, uh, you know, breakdown of themselves and then also pre preparation and the scouting report and get ready for a good Wilmington team. But, you know, it'll be interesting. And I haven't been there this week. I'll go up there tomorrow and watch them a little bit. It'll be a, if they've scrimmaged much and if they've got after each other. And I think he could really – see a whole lot that way when he, when he's seeing the best go against the best, when he's seeing Tremont Mark go against Caleb Battle, and when he's seeing Devo go straight up against Minifield and, and all these other different spots. And I think that he's probably done a little bit more of that uh, this week because he's had a good full week to get ready and don't play till Saturday. So that'll be interesting. And, and 
this team's got a lot of stuff that it, that it does have to get better at. And cutting guys off the dribble, we we talked about this a lot last week before, right before we played that game. And then in the first half, we really didn't we didn't we, we had a hard time keeping them in front of us. Now the second half, the defensive intensity picked up. We were much more pressure on the ball. Menafield was aggressive on defense. Devo became more aggressive on defense. And that team, Abilene Christian, couldn't do anything. They couldn't run their offense. They couldn't run any of those sets. They couldn't do anything they were trying to do. So hopefully that second half and the fun that they had in the second half, where they got to attack and they got to get out and transition, get some steals and turn them into baskets, fun basketball, that hopefully that will move forward into this next game and they can feed off that, especially if they've had a good week of practice and they've gotten after each other's butt in practice and, uh, and made each other better. Matt, going back to Abilene Christian, it looked like maybe Coach Muss uh, slimmed things down, so to speak, to that seven-man, possibly eight-man rotation. Now, this was in the second half. First half, yeah. I think he was throwing everything but the kitchen sink against the wall to see if something would work. Nothing yeah. did work in the first half. But it seemed like Minifield provided such a spark uh, in the second half, would you expect now, Minifield's been coming off the bench, would you expect him now to take on the mantle, at least at starting the game? Because that, to me, is as much of the issue right now as Arkansas getting off to such a rugged start to begin each game. Oh, d- definitely so. I think that, you know, the other day, he started L. He went back and gave L right. a chance against Adley right. Christian. I love L. I mean, in two of the best games we played, Duke, and then the exhibition win over Purdue, he, he was outstanding. I do think L's going to be important. We're still going to need him. Once he gets back to playing well and gets his confidence back up and it becomes that attacking, aggressive guard that he was uh, earlier in the season. But the other day when we were playing really well, it was Caleb and it was Keon Menafield and it was Tremont Mark and it was Devo. It was four guards out there together almost mm-hmm. the whole second half. And then Chandler Lawson and Jalen Graham kind of split the time. One of them would be in, and then the other one would sit. Mm-hmm. And then they'd rotate. So even even Mackay, even Trevin Brazil, L. Ellis, Layden Blocker, Jeremiah Davenport. Remember, Jeremiah started the game, too. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was sitting in the second half. And so that was the five that played that very good second half. Caleb, Keon, Tremont, Devo, and Chandler, Chandler slash Jalen Graham. So those six guys played very well together. And he might say, hey, let's, let's make this simpler than we've been making it. Let's start, those, let's start five of those guys and see if they can continue to play well. And then we know we're going to get some good play from Trevin. Jeremiah's going to have games where he's hot and shoots it well. There's going to be games that L's going to get back to being like L can be. Layden Blocker's going to give us energy. And so that's his options he can do now. He's loved battle coming off the bench. So he may want to stick with that. If he does that, that means Trevor Brazil probably rolls back in and stays in the starting lineup. So it'll be interesting to see what Coach does. I don't care really who starts. I do like to see who's playing those big minutes. And then playing big minutes with important parts of the game, like late, and, and see who's playing together. And that five, that I just mentioned twice, that five played very, very good together. You know, Matt, I was just reading uh, before we came on the air uh, Musselman's comments about UNC Wilmington, and he's talking about it, their individual players. And one of yeah. them, he said, I can't remember who the guy is, but says they isolate him on a zipper play. What the yeah. heck is a zipper play? <laughs> so you, you think about a zipper like on a jacket. So yeah. zipper plays are very common in like a um, lot, of, lot of inbounds plays. So it's where a player comes right up from the – from underneath the basket or from the side of the basket, and they make a move up the floor. It's a zipper cut. It's a little bit of an unusual cut. And then you can do a lot of things from that. So they might start him, say, on the low post, and he might use a zipper cut coming right up, straight up, just like he's been zipped. He'll zip right up to the top from a lower position on the court, and oftentimes they'll use a screen to help him get open, um, or it could just be that person beating his man one-on-one. And then they get that person the ball, the right spot. I know a lot of listeners may not watch a lot of NBA, but Carmelo Anthony did a lot of that. They, they would get him the ball, say at the elbow or 17, 18 feet from the basket. A lot of times that would be off a zipper move to get him the basketball, and then he could go one-on-one. And what Coach was talking about, isolate. Him get it, 
they kind of clear everybody out. They're not ball screening for him. They're, they're kind of letting him just play basketball against the defender. And for Wilmington, they're going to know, hey, Arkansas, we ain't got to worry about a 1-3-1. One, three, so, one, three, one. We don't have to worry about a 2-3 zone. We know Arkansas is going to be in man-to-man defense. And so when they run that, the guy they run that for is number 13, White. He's a very good 27 against Kentucky. He's a very good player. But that's what his zipper cut is. It's usually right up the side of the free throw lane on either side of the floor, and it's an upward movement to catch the basketball, and then that goes into an attack or a catch-and-shoot play. Matt, why do you why do you think, and it, I think it's with the players. I don't think it's with Coach Musselman. And that is, why do you think the players are having such a difficult time getting into the transition? In other words, it Ooh, seems fast like... Fast breaks? Fast breaks, whatever it may be. Yeah. It, it just seems like uh, there's there's two areas that uh, really, to me, bog the offense down. And one of those is they don't push the ball. And then the second thing is they don't take the ball to the basket on a regular yeah. basis. Uh, why do you think that's such? I mean, okay, you might could say in some cases the defense are clogging the lane. They're doing this, they're doing yeah. that. But I'm just saying that in general, it doesn't seem like this team so far really wants to push the basketball. That's a good question. They have to get better at that because this is a long and this is a very athletic team. You think back to last year, there was key stretches where this team would get out and transition, Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, Devo, and they would push the ball down the floor and lead to some baskets. And at home, you're, you're crazy if you're not fast-breaking all the time. Yeah. Because Buck Walton wants to be electric. It wants to be wild. That's That was how Nolan Richardson got things so well. Eddie Sutton did it, too. He did it in a different way. It was tough, hard-nosed, man-to-man defense. And they were so efficient on offense. They were disciplined and ordinary. Nolan Richardson was pure. He wanted it chaotic. He would always talk about he wanted a street fight. He wanted to press. He wanted to trap. He wanted to make it a wild game. And he knew that in Barnhill or Bud Walton, the wild, crazy game, the fans are going nuts. He's probably going to win. And so fast breaks always are great for a home team. And I think the coach is continuing to emphasize that. And then even on a, on, on a road game, you can still fast break, quiet a crowd down, push the ball, surprise the defense push it get back and i do think we will shoot the ball a lot better when we're shooting the ball in transition we want on a fast break you're trying to get to the rim you're trying to score an easy basket but you can also if you can't quite get there because they got a guy back you can kick it and that guy that catches he might kick it one more time and you get a wide open three for an easier three for trevin or for jeremiah or for devo or for tremont mark all those guys can shoot can hit threes and so that's important you know, talk about the areas that got to get better, and obviously, stopping the basketball on defense. Number one, uh, number two, got to share the basketball a lot. Our assist numbers need to go up. Mm-hmm. You know, assists don't equal wins, but it sure has a correlation to it. And we need more assists. His teams have always had good assist numbers, hadn't had as good. Another thing that goes to the defense. His teams have always had decent amount of steals. He's not ever going to lead the country in steals because he plays half court man to man. But they play good half court man, and so keeping guys in front of him. And the steal numbers need to go up a little bit. It means you're touching the ball more, more deflections. You're you're causing more havoc, like like the Razorbacks did in the second half against Abilene. More active, get more steals. And so those are numbers that continue to watch. And then another one that, Randy, that, that has to go up with this team is rebounding. This team could be a great rebounding team. But there's been times they've been good. There's been times that, 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 that the rebound hadn't been good enough, hadn't been physical enough. Yeah, that seems to be one of the common threads back again is the inconsistency, <clears throat> pardon me, inconsistencies of rebounding, but especially with their size uh, on the offensive end. Very, uh, yeah. It wasn't until, what, last game or a game before that against Lipscomb? Uh, I remember in the postgame, he wanted to get a cake for Mark, uh, Trayvon Mark, because he finally got an offensive rebound. <laughs> Yeah, he played a lot of games and I had any. You know, and he's six six long and a good jumper and got good timing. But he, he was not going in there and getting dirty, especially when it was our ball. You know, and, and he would kinda of float out and now he likes to drive, 
But if it wasn't him driving and he was hanging out at the three-point line, he wasn't sprinting in there trying to get a rebound. Look at Layton Blocker. Every time the ball shot, he goes running. Yeah, yeah. Uh. And coaches even had to say, hey, Layton, you're at the top of the key. You can't run in from there. He's had to get on him a little bit about that. But he's had a lot of offensive rebounds. There were several just because of energy and effort. And that's what a big part of rebounding is. But battle and Tremont Mark, as athletic as they are, there's no reason they should have one or two, three offensive rebounds for the whole season, especially when they're playing all these minutes. And undersized opponents. Uh, I heard, I can't remember who made this specific comment, but it was, well, Arkansas should dominate the rebounding against uh, Wilmington. I'm thinking, don't be saying that, because every time that you say it's supposed to happen, it hadn't happened. That's why when Matt says on the radio during the game, well, we should be. We're about to put these guys away. And I'm like, Matt, don't say that. Don't say that. Because every time that you say it. that. He's going to do it again, Randy. Don't don't worry about no, it. I know. But that's why, Randy, that's why, Matt, when you started talking about, well, their stats are inflated. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, if they, don't say that because if they beat Arkansas. I hear Matt like now. Beat by a bad team, right? I can hear Matt right now. You can? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know these guys; these stats are so inflated, inflated. inflated. I, you know, I, I gotta see them do it against sports competition. I know they may have done it one time against Kentucky, but well, just, that was just, just luck. Just remember, Matt, Arkansas stats aren't so great. So, you know, it's not like the Razorbacks are better than everybody they're playing. But if they'll play well, they can win. And, and not only this game, but getting the SEC yep. can win too. That's right. That's right. Uh, there are two numbers right now that you can look at the bottom and you can easily see a lot of sky above you. That's assist in the conference and then offensive rebounding. You can look a long way up before you can find the top. Hang on, Matt. we got to step aside. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment. 1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, Blackman Auctions, Bell Chevrolet, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. At the heart of historic downtown Russellville, the Old Bank offers an upscale dining experience. With the freshest ingredients and creative touches, their menu has an item for everyone. From their signature lump crab cake to a classic blue cheese poutine, BLT wedge salad to hand-cut prime steaks. They aim to cater everyone. And that's not all. Upstairs at the Old Bank, you can enjoy live entertainment Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with trivia, comedy shows, karaoke, live music, and more. Old Bank in downtown Russellville. The Arkansas Duck Derby Banquet returns, and it's more exciting than ever. Enjoy live entertainment, browse dozens of silent auction items, and grab a bite from Old Bart's Southern Eatery. This year's big ticket raffle prize is a 2023 fully loaded Polaris Ranger 1000 premium valued at over $20,000. Every moment benefits the Conway Regional Health Foundation. Head on over to ArkansasDuckDerby.com to learn more about the premier duck hunting event of Central Arkansas. Hey, this is Mitch at Red River Ram, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer, and I've never been so happy as to introduce the wrap-up the end-of-the-year sales event. Folks, we've got 20% off 23 brand-new Ram Heavy Duties, never been seen before. That's up to $18,000 off sticker. And you have some buyers? We've got 24 model Ram 1500s at $15,000 off. Make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs or check us out online at RedRiverRam.com. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months. And River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. 
Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. You've heard it here on the buzz several times. Gary Hill MSS Oil. There hasn't been an oil man specialist like this since who shot JR. Well, we figured out who shot JR and he wasn't even shot. He was caught at Splash Car Wash getting an oil change, full detail, and wash. All the Ewings were there. JR, Sue Ellen, Bobby, Pam, Miss Ellie. Get your oil changed the next time you're at Splash and let them know JR, I mean Gary Hill, sent you. Call Gary Hill MSS Oil. Oil at 501-200-7089. Live from the Eat My Catfish Studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. It's gut check time. Drive Time Sports is back on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. We will be rejoined by the coach, Coach Matt Zimmerman. Thanks again to the DHR Group of Sonic Drive-Ins in just a moment. Double B's is my one stop. When I need coffee, bingo. If I'm looking for a cold drink, bingo. Maybe I need water, just water. Certainly, yes, that's that's a given. But then there's so many other different daily specials you can take advantage of, whether it's the Lay's potato chips or the Doritos or the Cheetos. So there's other things or the old Trapper beef jerky that you can take advantage of on a great special right now at Double B's. So, if you're looking for that one stop, by the way, all of the Double B's now have ATMs. So, if you need fast cash, got that as well. And if you simply just want to pay at the pump, uh, you can use your Exxon credit card. Save uh, $0.10 off a gallon at the pump. That is, sign up and pay with your Exxon credit card. So, so many reasons why it's my one stop. Make it your one stop that's Double B's, where you gas it, grab it, and go. Make it Double B's. All right, Matt, I've got a question for you by way of the Gangstream Museum of America Life and Feedback. By the way, if you're needing a machine gun, Matt, they've got the old typical machine gun. Uh, maybe you want that uh, that double-breasted suit and... Uh, you like Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah, I like Machine Gun Kelly or Al Capone. Wow. And they got the hats. He used a machine gun. He just hired people to use them. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I was giving Matt the option. That way, you know, if he wanted to pick out his own hardware. Uh, this from the uh, Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback. Hog Call says, Joseph Pinion. Why does Pinion not get much time? He will leave just like Ford. Before, it was kind of just inexperience and, you know, defense. Like last year, he got that chance in that game against Auburn early on, and they just attacked. They just they didn't even really run an offense. They just spread it out and went one-on-one against him. But his defense has gotten a lot better. Coaches said that. His, his defense has improved. Um, he's a good athlete. He's six seven. Um, we know he can shoot the ball. There's just a lot of guys. I think that's his biggest thing this year. I think if he was on – if it was last year's team again – I think he's probably playing a little more. But with this team having so many more guards, this is a guard-dominated team, and last year's team didn't have shooters. I think if he's a year older, he's playing on last year's team a lot more. But, you know, that, all that stuff doesn't really matter because it's over with and all those guys are gone. But he, he's just got to hang in there, and he's got to wait for his moment. He had two games last year, we say it all the time, where he had 13 points in each game in SEC games. So he's going to have another opportunity where it's not going – the way coach wants it, he's going to put him out there. And so far this year, he hasn't been able to get a whole lot of opportunities. So, you know, he started in North Little Rock, and you're like, okay, he has had a coach bragged on his practice, how he's doing everything right, here's his chance, and maybe he'll get going. But, you know, after just two or three minutes, he was out, and then he didn't get back in. And so you almost feel like he's got to do something as soon as he gets out there, which is unfair for any player because that's very, very hard to be able to 
to hit a three-pointer as soon as you walk off the court. Yeah. And, and, the that's, court. and that's really what he's being asked to do is go out there and shoot right away. And if he, if he doesn't, he, he doesn't stay in the game. Yeah. And so uh, I know for him, and I'm sure in his mind now, especially after, because he just got in the flow of the Little Rock game. He played good defense. He reached in, knocked the ball away. He was active with his feet, active hands. He didn't do anything wrong in the North Little Rock game. He just didn't get much of a chance after starting. And so, yeah, Rick, it's to, you know, maybe if he gets in next time, I'm not saying catch it and heave a 30-footer with a guy on you, <laughs> but, but you're going to have to, you know, he's going to, because there's just a lot of guards. There, there's a lot of guys that can play. So unless something happens or somebody's, uh, and hopefully nobody gets hurt, but, you know, you just got to wait for your opportunity. And uh, hopefully he sticks it out. Every time I'm around him, his attitude's great, and I know he's got to just keep fighting and, and wait for that chance and, and get get to earn more playing time. All right, Matt, another question by way of the Gangster Museum of America Live Fiend Feedback. This from Billy Bob. He says, Matt, what role does the foundation play in working with Edge, or does the foundation have any role at all? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely somewhat of a role still because one Arkansas NIL, which, you know, NIL started in July of 2021. And at first it was kind of ran Terry Prentice up at the university. Everyone was just trying to figure things out. And then a year later, August of 22, it kind of went in towards the foundation. Marvin Kasten became, who was a, who was a great fundraiser at the Razorback Foundation, took that over as the executive director. So from August, of 2022 to December of 2022. It's all in the same building, but it was its own separate LLC. It was it was all dealing with the student-athletes, and he was raising money not for the foundation, but for student-athletes, and uh, contrary to popular belief, uh, raised a lot of money. And uh, we did have, we had NIL money this, this past football season. We had it throughout, uh, you know, this past school year and the school year before that. Is it first in the country? We've said that before, probably not. But we've got we've got a lot of money. It's it's been good, um, and it's but it takes a lot of money. You're talking about the Razorback Foundation's always raise the money for the annual fund and for capital campaigns. Always that never goes away. And every year we have to raise more and more money. That money's going to the athletic department budget. Now the edge is taking over, and the reason they're coming and that one Arkansas is going away is because last August when all of the tax laws changed. Well, not the tax laws, but when the NCA got involved and said, hey, we've got to separate. We want more separation. And it wasn't just Arkansas. It was a lot of places. So we had to get it even further from the department. And it was pretty close because of the foundation's ties and raising money for the athletic department budget. So that's why one Arkansas kind of needed to go away under these new NCA guidelines. And the tax laws changed. Before, we could tell people, hey, you can donate this money to NILs tax deductible. Well, some of it is now, but not all of it. And so that became a different factor. And so foundation still doing its thing, still involved with all parts of raising money for the Razorbacks. And Edge comes in, and they're, they're, they're an outside company, a third-party company. They work with other universities around the country. They'll hire people. They'll probably hire some folks that aren't here. They'll probably hire some former Razorbacks. And they will go out and they'll do kind of like the foundation, raise money. Foundation is going to be raising money for the for the budget and for the things the foundation has to do uh, as far as coaches and contracts and helping coaches make get money and but also that after that budget and capital campaigns. And there may be a huge capital campaign on the horizon. It sounds like 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 real soon, a lot of money. And so, um, we will be not competing against them but we're going to be uh, obviously trying to get a lot of money from the same people the, the, the big donors that help the university of arkansas what arkansas edge has been able to do they've created these other ways where people can give 25 dollars or 50 dollars and that can go in and that all is going to add up whereas before with marvin and really only about a three or four person staff they raised a ton of money marvin's one of the best fundraisers in the country and they raised a lot of money, but now it can go all the way to the grassroots level, and, and people can get online. And Before, if you were going to donate, you probably did it through Marvin or did it through the foundation, whereas now you can get online. You don't, even have, you don't have to talk to a Marvin or someone like that. You can get on there and donate in five minutes if you want to, so every bit helps. And we also have Learfield. 
which is all the sponsorships, all the signages, the TV commercials. When Rick and I were doing radio, the football games, all the commercials, that's all through Learfield. So now you have three major entities raising money. Learfield, the Razorback Foundation, and Arkansas Edge. You went wow. through that really, really well, Matt. Uh, you know, sitting here thinking <clears throat> and knowing Arkansas's athletic facilities, you, know, you have to ask the question, is if it takes large sums of money for the NIL to compete, because, yeah, you, you really are competing against each other in that, does that mean yeah. that maybe facilities take a, take a their second, their second <clears throat> behind... Yeah. Because if you don't have players, it doesn't matter what your facilities are like. Right. Uh, you you got to have players to win. And and would that take actual first priority? Well, that's a, that's a great question, great comment, because we do have tremendous facilities at the university right now. And so if you walk into Bud Walton right now and it's a, it's packed, when you're sitting there watching the Razorbacks play Duke or an SEC game, you're, you're not picking out anything wrong with it. You're like, Oh, my gosh, this is absolutely incredible. Now, if we go in there and nobody's around, we walk around, you can find stuff that needs to be done. And so, you know, there's going to have to be some deferred maintenance because of the age of the building getting a little bit older now. But, you know, that is a great argument. And that's I know that a couple of years ago, when NIL started 2021, Hunter had said, hey, we're going to have to kind of ease up on some facilities. We're going to have to track more to NIL which yeah. he was very right about. And we have not done, you know, we were in the middle of kind of finishing the baseball facility, and we built a new track facility, kind of as all that was coming on board. And so it's been a tough time. But now with Bud Walton and basketball being such a big deal, you know, Hunter, Hunter feels like there's something has to be done there. And so it is a, it is really a uh, interesting thing um, because money is important in all this. You've well. got to have money. Uh, the foundation has to have money, and Edge has to have money. All this going back to the University of Arkansas and now to student-athletes. So, in a state that ranks near the bottom economically, but, but that's neither here nor there, because people do give to athletics. And I'll say this, and, and you don't need to comment because I know where you work, and, and you, don't, you don't need to do this. I don't think anybody has an issue with maintenance. I, you got to do that. There's no doubt about right. it. But when you start talking about reduced seating and more luxury seating and all that kind of stuff. I think the average Razorback fan says, what the heck is that for? Get, get good players there, and, and the arena's just fine. If you got to fix some leaks and electrical things, fix that. But that's, and again, you don't have to comment on that, but I think yeah. most Razorback fans understand that. But if, they, if you want to start redoing the building, I'm not sure many fans would grasp that. So anyway, Randy, you're next. I don't want Matt to... Okay, I get to pick up the slack right there. Well, I'll, I'll switch gears. We'll get back to uh, fun things. And because um, I still have a couple of questions, actually, for Matt, uh, concerning collectives and so forth. But anyway, Mitch, uh, he, he asked the question, could you please ask Matt, does he think TB is going to get back into playing better? It just seems like... He's just not really playing like he can play. Oh, yeah. I think that he's going to be fine. He came off the knee very well. He was playing very well early. matter of fact, he was, you can argue he was playing better when he first came back than he has, you know, here in December. I think he needs to get back in the rhythm. He needs to get back in the rhythm of a couple games a week. And it's just been so sporadic. It's been so spread out. And all of a sudden, you look up, and he's kind of basing some of his offense on three-point shooting. And he's got to base his offense on a lot of different things and three-point shooting. Coach, I don't know how much he's got the green light from Coach Muss. I think he's thinking too much out there. Yeah, Grab it, it could be. shoot it. Yeah. Grab it, shoot it. That way you get in the flow and you don't think about it. But that's just yeah, my two. score around the basket some, too. You know, he's a great athlete. Go down there in the, in, inside. You can score inside a lot, too. That's just my two cents worth. Hang on, Matt. With the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy. End of year specials on select Kubota tractors. Pay zero down and 0% APR for 84 months in most cases. Some restrictions apply. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy. Your hometown dealer no matter where you live. HennardFoothills.com. 
Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair is not only truck and trailer focused. They service and repair all types of equipment, forklifts, boom lifts, excavators, dozers, loaders, and more. From warehousing to excavating, they've got you covered. Go see why Stacked is known for having some of the friendliest staff and most knowledgeable technicians in the industry. For trucks, trailers, RVs, material handling, or construction equipment, Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair in Whitehall. Texting enrolls you in recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. <sighs> Leaving for the gym so early? I'm ready to go. Since you started taking Nugenics Total Tea, you've been acting like when we met in our 20s. I feel like myself again. Lower testosterone after turning 40 slowed me down. Nugenics Total Tea has been a game changer for me. What is it about Nugenics Total Tea that's different? Well, it's a patented key ingredient called Testofin. It boosts free and total testosterone to help you get back the drive and energy from your youth. It's backed by five clinical studies. I've seen the huge difference it's made for you in the gym, at work, and in the bedroom. I'm so glad I sent them a text for my complimentary bottle. Text ALL to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics is the number one selling testosterone-boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now, and we'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, our newest, most powerful fat burner ever. Absolutely free. Text ALL to 42424. That's ALL to 42424. Products and statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or is your heating system ready for winter? Middleton Heat and Air is here to keep your family safe and warm through even the coldest Arkansas winter. Schedule a safety check for your system before it gets cold. Our experts also offer free estimates on replacements with no overtime rates from 8 to 8, even on weekends. See why we're the most trusted name for HVAC in the state. Call Middleton today at 501-847-0371. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. I mean, where else are the scenic views as good as your view of the game? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Come out this weekend to Murphy's Little Rock Gun Show. Saturday, 9 to 5, Sunday, 9 to 4, in the Hall of Industry at the State Fairgrounds. Over 200 tables of rifles, pistols, antique firearms, ammo, knives, military, and collectibles. Buy, sell, trade. 10 bucks for adults. 11 to 15, 5, kids 10 and under free. LEOs and veterans get a $2 discount. Concession stand will be open. You may win a new shotgun for New Year's. Hall of Industry, State Fairgrounds this weekend. Now, back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish Studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. In a moment, we'll be rejoined again by the coach. That is Coach Matt Zimmerman. Thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. We are now joined by Neil Atkinson by way of Saracen. I was afraid, Neil, when I submitted the Double R Prop Specials, you would probably throw them back into my face because um, I've really softened these up. There are some players that have um, really been struggling. I'll give you an example. He has not oh, yeah. scored or put many stats up in the last... In fact, he hasn't put up any stats in the last two games. That's uh, L. Ellis. I have him for two and a half points... Over two and a half points and one and a half turnovers. I mean, that's almost a layup. I mean, I'm... I'm so, uh, uh, and I'm yep. Okay. Um... In fact, the toughest one that I got was uh, <laughs> Khalif Battle over 16.5 points and over 7.5 free throw attempts. If he just hits his averages, he's going to go over those numbers. So, I th- yeah, and, and, and that's plenty. And, that's, and we priced that at plus 425, so you're getting over 41 on your money on that one. And, and, and that's priced right at his averages now. You know, don't overlook this uh, UNC Wilmington team. They are not going to be a cupcake. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the line's going to be maybe four and a half, maybe five and a half. Now I could be wrong. I'm just guessing. That's just one model that I saw. So, uh... <laughs> okay. Uh, there is the double R prop specials you can play right now on Bet Saracen. There's also bowl game action, including the game. Uh, later on tonight, that's Arizona 
and Oklahoma. Uh, Arizona actually is favored by minus two and a half, and I'm going to assume that is simply because the fact that Oklahoma's starting quarterback has gone in the transfer portal. Gabriel, he's now headed to Oregon. That's the only reason why I can figure out. I know Arizona's had a really good year. Uh, Clemson, Kentucky, those games tomorrow. There's a plethora of games. And, Neil, there is an NFL game tonight. Oh, happy day. I can't wait for the Jets to take on the Cleveland Browns. Puke, puke. <laughs> I, got, I got you on that. That's why we got the bowl game. Hey, we got eight SEC teams in action between now and Monday. A lot more exciting games ahead. And I think the only thing that beats this weekend with the NFL and a couple of the games with those playoff indications the, and the bowl games that we're going to have over the weekend, the only weekend that is... Okay. And don't forget, coming up on Monday, it's finally down to the real thing, and that is those uh, two semifinal games among the final four. BetSaracen.com, that's one way you can play. The other option, go in the App Store, and that is get the app, Bet Saracen, and be sure and check out. Yes, I realize I'm a little partisan, and that is the double R prop specials. Matt, I think you were able to listen. Did you like any of, yeah. any of what I was? Yeah. I'm trying to stay away from all that. You know, they get on us. But it's, the, uh, it's really interesting. I'd like to talk about it. And uh, Well, don't bet on it. Just talk about it. No, no, no. You're right. But, no, it was good. But he did say that I caught it right before he was connected, disconnected there that he thought that the Razorbacks would be only favored by four and a half. And that is very unusual. Of course, Duke was a small favorite here, which is very unusual in Bud Walt Arena. Alabama was last year. Very few people have been favorted, bud. But four, four and a half, that that seems uh, that's that's a that's 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 a low. That is low. So that's an interesting sure number. Respect yeah. to UNC Wilmington. Yeah. That's exactly. That's a whole lot of respect to UNC Wilmington. You're right, Rick. And uh, tonight, I don't know anything about the spread tonight, but uh, he's talking about stuff coming up in UCA uh, tonight. Is it uh, is it Oklahoma in men's basketball? So I'll be interesting to see what happens up there. All right, let's talk with James. James, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. You got a question or comment for Coach Z? I do. Thanks for taking my call, Coach Z. I really enjoy listening to you on the radio. Um, one thing I noticed that um, every now and then the camera will catch you on the side, and you're frantically taking notes, documenting <laughs> something. Are you keeping a book? Or are you or taking notes for the for the uh, show? And also, yeah. tell me what that is, and also the uh, best athlete you ever coached. And I'll hang up and listen. Ooh, well, I appreciate the call, and I, I just keep, uh, well, of course, I got all the stats laid out there, but I, I, I do keep a game sheet, and I keep a shot chart for each uh, team so I can kind of see where the shots are coming from. You can tell by just watching, but it doesn't take me but a second just to jot the shot chart down. And then before the game, I've written a few notes on there. Rick used to do the same thing, and you kind of just prepare yourself for different things that may come up. so But I do keep a sheet during games where I keep up with fouls and lineups, you know, who checks in, when, who the first guy on the bench is, who's the second, how much time is on the clock when they check in. Just little stuff like that because sometimes it can help me when there's six minutes to go in the second half and it's a tough game and you look up and Devo's never came out of the game, you know, and you say, okay, well, he's gone 14 and a half minutes. Maybe that's why he's looking a little tired right now. So you kind of always have that. We have great at boards there in, in Bud Walton and all across the SEC so that the monitors there in front of you have a lot of pretty good information that you can find. But for me, I just have my own system. And uh, the best athletes I've ever coached, um, well, in Arkansas, Michael Qualls was one, one of the best pure athletes. Um, when I was a, on the Razorbacks, uh, when, I was a, when I was a student at Arkansas, Lee Mayberry was one of the great athletes. He was a very underrated athlete, um, but a great athlete. And um, Bobby Portis is one of my favorite players that I ever got to coach. It was the, one of the easiest recruitments we've ever had for a big-time player and got him easily. And it was uh, obviously a kid that would have came to Arkansas no matter who was coaching there. And uh, he, he's one of my favorites. And then I've had some other ones at other schools that are, that are favorites as well. But but those guys in Arkansas, I love coaching uh, Isaiah Joe. Just had him for a year before we got let go. But uh, and then getting to be with part of the radio crew his second year. I love Isaiah. His his mental part, 
to how sharp he is, respectful he is. Love him. Uh, Kiko was one of my favorite players we ever had. But as far as just athletes, and the word you said, athletes, uh, Michael Qualls was, was, was the best athlete. You know, another great athlete that we had was Shakori Williams, uh, who Coach Anderson had to let go before his senior year. He was here three years with us. And another great athlete that we had, um, besides Michael Qualls and, and, and Ja'Cory Williams, was Jalen was Barker, who was a strong, tough, but he could really jump. And, you know, one year he was second in the SEC at scoring. Well, I can name off several. Coach Richardson, uh, Rick and I talked about one yesterday. His name was William Mills. Oh, he was gosh, yeah. freaky athlete. Oh, great. And what do you think it would have been like, Matt, to have been able to coach Boothead, Sidney Moncrief, oh, yeah. and Marvin Delph? Well, he would have loved those guys. Coach Sutton was great with those guys. But, you know, they, everyone plays different with a different coach, and he would he would love those guys for sure. And there are times, even with, with these guys, because I spent uh, so many years, over 20-something years total in that style with Coach Richardson and and Mike Anderson, who played like Coach, tried to play like Coach Richardson had. There's so many times I see these guys now, like, man, Coach Anderson or Coach Richardson would love this guy, you know, mm-hmm. and they love that guy that we have now under Coach Musselman. So, you know, basketball players, man, they're so unique. They're all so different. They all have their own fingerprint in how they play. They're all a little bit different. I love it. Talking about a guy that uh, I never played against him, obviously, but. Uh, just watching his style of play, Alvin Robertson. Could you imagine oh, him in a yeah. football uniform? He might have been an all-star <laughs> in baseball. Who knows? He yeah. looked to be such a great athlete. But, uh, man, can you see him as a running back or as a tight end? Good yeah. gracious. Uh, he was tough. He was just a tough guy. You know, Rick was doing was working at the university at the time and, and on the broadcast. And Alvin Robertson is probably – He's arguably the best we've had that, you know, doesn't get talked about much. And sure. Uh, circumstances in his life where he's not around here. And we don't, we don't get to see Alvin Robertson. We don't get to talk to him and all that kind of stuff. And uh, his NBA career is, is one of the best NBA careers of any former Razorback. And that's taking yeah. nothing away from his partner, Daryl Walker. Daryl was another. That's right. He was another great suffocating. athlete. Those two were suffocating as guards. Suffocating. Nolan talks all the time about Beck and McDaniel. Walker and Robertson were just yep. as, as tough. Sure were. Absolutely. Well, Matt, I'm glad we got to talk about the collective and, and that other <laughs> part that I wanted to get to. But unfortunately, we, we're out of time. I can hear you breathe. Thank oh, goodness. Good. All right, Matt. Good. Have Thanks, a great, have a great so New Year and uh, lead Arkansas to a victory on Saturday. Thank you, Matt. See you in 2024, guys. Attaboy. That's Matt Zimmerman, better known as Coach Z, thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Up next, Trey Biddy. Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family